Javier Flandes is the current director of the Bronchoscopy and Interventional Pulmonology Unit of the Fundación Jiménez Díaz, professor in the University of Madrid, president of the Spanish Association of Bronchoscopy and Interventional Pulmonology and regents of the WAPIT. He was one of the principal investigators in the Navigate study, a very large prospective multicenter core study that evaluated electromagnetic navigation bronchoscopy using the superdimension navigation system. Cohorts from the United States and Europe were included. This aspect provided information from two different scenarios, which showed different procedural techniques in both of them. In this brief interview, he underscored the relevance of some of the aspects detailed in the study, focusing on safety of the procedures and some numbers mentioned in the article. The main idea of this interview was to have Dr. Flanders himself detail the strongest aspects of the Navigate study. Navigate study is the largest trial in bronchoscopy to this date. It is a prospective randomized cohort trial with almost 500 patients worldwide. It includes population of both USA and Europe, providing information on patient management in two different scenarios. I asked him about the indications for navigation techniques, mainly which were the characteristics of the patients selected for the trial and the initial diagnosis. Main indications for electromagnetic navigation was obtaining tissue samples for diagnostic of the pulmonary nodule. In some of these cases, the tissue analysis was needed for molecular study with therapeutic purposes for malignant disease that might require treatment with new biological drugs. Also, lymph node samples were in some cases necessary for malignant disease staging, and in some cases, fiducial markers were placed with the therapeutic purposes, but ink marking was performed in the pleura in order to guide surgical procedures. I also asked him to specify the size of the nodules in both cohorts in case there were any differences between them. The median of the American series was 20 millimeters, while the European series it was 18 millimeters. They were all small nodules, most of them not evidenced by fluoroscopy. One of the questions I usually ask in these cases is how does the investigator think these outcomes might change the future of the procedure, the algorithms or the guidelines when approaching these patients? This is what Dr. Flanders had to say. The most interesting aspect of the study is that the technique was performed in patients with early stage disease. 65% of these patients were stage 1 and 2 in the case of malignant disease. All of them underwent procedures with curative intent. So that is why we consider that these techniques might be combined with others in the screening for lung cancer guidelines. Since one of the main aspects of this paper is the comparative analysis of two different cohorts in two different scenarios, I was interested in knowing which of the differences shown in the article were the most important for Dr. Flanders. There are five points in which both cohorts were different. First, anesthesia was used in 82% of the cases in the American cohort. 
while in Europe it was used in 56% of the patients. There was significant difference in techniques also. In USA, radial EBUS was used in 57.5%, in Europe only 4%. Fluoroscopy was used in 91% of the cases in USA, but in Europe only 42%. Rose for serological evaluation was used in the USA in 68.5% of the cases, and in Europe approximately 18%. The average procedural time in USA was 52 minutes, while in Europe 42 minutes. Finally, I address the unavoidable question of safety. Since these techniques aim at being a minimally invasive diagnostic method, the safety profile of the procedure is probably one of the most important aspects to analyze. Safety is one of the main aspects we emphasize, since the rate of complications is very low. Pneumothorax occurred in approximately 4% of the cases, equine drainage in 2.7%, significant bleeding around 2%, and severe respiratory failure 0.7%. With these numbers, we can say it is a very safe technique with low rate of complications.